I'm assuming I am live. All right, there we go. What up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to CGX Cast. This is episode 13. It's pretty incredible how many of these we've done so far again. I think we have some awesome people in this panel. And we have a lot to cover uh, today. I think also, just to let the viewers know who are watching, it looks like there's not a lot of news in Cloud Gaming this week. So just tell you right off the bat, we should have some time for questions. So as you guys are watching and listening, definitely think about the questions and let us know. And we'll try to gather that um, as the podcast is going on. But to get started, like I said, we have some things to cover, not a lot of news, but there's some pretty uh, interesting things uh, to talk about. But before I do so, I just want to check in with the members of this panel. We're missing two people, Mark and Ben. Um, but we have five awesome people still here. So let's get started with you, Holtz. How are you, sir? And what are you playing? What platform are you using? So I've been very lazy again this week. So I've just been relaxing on Forza Motorsport 7. It was a game that I never finished, but I really like relaxing with it. So I've been playing that, listening to podcasts, and I've been playing it on sort of Shadow and xCloud. Nice. It's been very enjoyable just getting my ranks up and just sort of cruising on some levels. Yeah. So do you like sim games like that, or do you prefer, like, more arcade Of course, of course. I love um, the, the Forza franchise, but I right. prefer the Horizon style over the sim. But I still enjoy sim games like this or, you know, Gran Turismo. It just depends whatever's released at that time of year. Right. Awesome, awesome. How about you, uh, Jerry? What you've been up to? What games you've been playing? What platform? Yeah, I haven't had a lot of time, as we were talking about, to play too much. But um, Star Wars Squadrons, for me, I, I finished up the campaign and been doing some more multiplayer. So that's been the main game uh, I've been playing. And that has been uh, a little bit on Shadows since it finally started uh, working there. Uh, maximum settings and uh, just uh, locally here. So that's the only game that I've had time to mess with. But I'm glad I did because it actually gave me time to go ahead and beat the, the story and just start concentrating on the multiplayer. Nice. So you've gone through the story completely yeah i just wow. kept going back to it like every time i had a minute i just kept going back to playing it i just i really like that game i know it's it's got some hit and miss reviews here and there but i actually think it's it's really good for what it is especially for the price that's awesome how's the multiplayer what's that like i like it i mean they need some more modes and stuff but you've got dogfight or you've got the mode where it's like uh fighting against the armadas and stuff and trying to do like kind of like a battlefront 2 style where it's side versus side but uh yeah it's fun that's awesome. Cool, cool. How about you, Sheaf? What you've been up to? What games have you been playing? What platform? It reminds me I need to hop back into Squadrons and get some uh, story made done. I've got quite far through the story made, actually. It is quite good fun. Dogfighting is immense, as usual. And as with all space sims, you've got to be careful not to turn into uh, who can turn the quickest scenario. So at least they do... <laughs> In the uh, dogfighting scenarios, give you some uh, objects to go and fly through to try and break it up a little bit. But I did manage to get stuck in a few loops. So I will turn faster. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I've had a break from that. Mostly been jumping onto Spellbound uh, on Shadow or GeForce now, to be honest. Um, Spellbound? Spellbreak? Spellbreak. Spell break. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Right. Um, it's just such fun you know the servers are so full that you just hop in as soon as you start into a match you're just instantly playing and you know running around trying to figure out which magics combine the best to make the biggest explosions 
and just hopping around the map just looks awesome and to see like these magic battles happening in the distance of all these different like effects and combinations going off just looks awesome yeah just great fun um apart from other stuff just testing that's the main one i just keep going back to just for a, a bit of fun so i see you stream that game a lot and when i watch you streaming it i'm always reminded of dragon ball z i don't know why but it looks it looks pretty cool looks pretty epic but cool cool glad you're enjoying that one how about you duncan what you've been up to what game you've been playing what platform Okay, I've been playing all that variety of things this week. I have been playing some grid and getting run over by people who shall name nameless. And <laughs> my Colts was joining in that as well. <laughs> uh, I've been playing some Fortnite on GeForce now. Uh, I've been leveling up there. Have to get the Marvel stuff. Big Marvel fans will have that's what I've been working on. Me too. Yeah. Uh, going through that before the big uh, expansion comes out and of games on other Thanks. platforms which we don't talk about <laughs> nice so me personally i've been playing a lot of google stadia um i play boulders gate uh, three for a little and we'll get into that later in this podcast but lately i feel like stadia's been we'll talk more about stadia but they've been on the roll with are you guys hearing that sorry i have people working outside my home all right cool but yeah, I feel like lately they've been on a roll with games and the platform. I think we talked about that in one of our open mic segments. But yeah, just a lot of Baldur's Gate for me and trying to beat Marvels on Stadia as well. All right, so again, we have some stuff to talk about. Um, let's start with GeForce now. As you guys know, uh, there were some announcements, right? Not a lot, but something, right? We have Hyperscape. Season 2 uh, bundle, which is going to be coming to the GeForce Now platform. Chief, I think you did a live stream where you were giving something away for for that. Uh, but we're going to talk about Hyperscape here in a little bit. And then Apex Legend, right, added crossplay. So if you're playing on GeForce Now, you should be able to play with people who are in consoles like the PS4 and Nintendo Switch and the Xbox One, I believe right? Apex is in the Switch, right? And then 10 games added to the platform, and those games are Assassin's Creed Chronicles, Hotshot Racing, Rising Storm, Starpoint Gemini Warlords, The Survivalist, Tomb Raider 1 and 2, Vampires, Subnautica, Subnautica Below Zero. So out of this news, all those added to the GeForce Now platform this week, I just want to check uh, with the people in the panel to get Y'all's thoughts on these games and these news coming to GeForce Now platform. So to get start uh, started, Jerry, what, what's your take on the GeForce Now news for the week? Well, you guys know I was excited to see crossplay for Apex Legends because we've been talking about that for so right. long. And right. uh, I actually didn't think it was going to come till closer to the end of the year. So that was really cool. And Hyperscape Season 2. GeForce Now did a really good job this week of kind of marketing the Apex Legends and Hyperscape news yeah. with their own platform, right. even though it really affects for everywhere. And I thought that was pretty freaking good because um, sure. any anyone I talked to this week was like, Hyperscape Season 2, GeForce Now, you know, Apex Legends Crossplay, GeForce Now. And I'm right. like, man, they're doing a pretty good job with that. So that was that was interesting to see. 
And for three weeks in a row, we've gotten the Assassin's Creed Chronicles games. It seems like they've just been kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of filling filling that out. And uh, one I thought was cool was Vampire because I've played that game pretty much all the way through before. So anybody looking for an interesting game to play, that's a great one uh, that hit there. So I was excited for the news this week. I thought it was great, and I thought it was pretty genius the way they tied in those two games with their own platform. True. I think removing Shadow, uh, Apex, and Hype Escape are two games that pretty much are only available on GeForce Now when comparing to all of the other cloud gaming services. Yeah. So no way it's a way for them to flex the muscles a little bit, right? Hey, if you want these updates, you can check it out on GeForce Now, you know, which is cool. And it's funny because everyone keeps saying how GeForce Now or NVIDIA is not that serious about cloud gaming, but it kind of seems like they are. They have most of the dopest uh, free-to-play <laughs> titles, right? I mean... Again, you can't play these games in even Fortnite, the biggest one. You can't play as them. much as we hate yeah, it. Yeah. It's got Fortnite. Right, right. <laughs> you can't play it on Stadia still. You can't play it on xCloud, Game Streaming, or Game Pass. Whatever. Yeah, Fortnite, Apex, and Hyperscape coming to Stadia would be... Would and be Leagues. Leagues of yeah. um, Legends as well is on uh, GeForce Now, too. So, huge free-to-play titles. How about you, host? What's your take on the GeForce Now news? Well, I wasn't really paying attention much about Hyperscape, but then on YouTube I actually saw the trailer by Ubisoft, and I was like, oh, this looks really interesting season two. And then until I realized it was Hyperscape, it was like, the blackout. We have to reset the Hyperscape, and people have been lost. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> this looks interesting. And I was like, wow, this is going to be really exciting for people that like all these new skins, DLCs, and weapons. Right. But for me, I'm not really a Battle Royale type of guy. So when I seen like the games that I was interested in, like I previously talked about it before, like Assassin's Creed India, it's a beautiful game. You know, similar style and mechanics to the ones that we previously talked, Russia and China. But I seen it, and I thought to myself, maybe I should actually jump back in and play it why it's on GeForce now, but then I realised this game was actually quite frustrating and challenging because it's got instant kill. And like I've Ooh. mentioned previous before in podcasts, I'm like, oh, I don't really like instant kill. Send me back <laughs> to the start. So I was like, I was in two minds that I actually want to load it up. But of course, it finished the, chronolog- the chronologicals of Assassin's Creed. And then, yeah, I'm happy to see the likes of Square Enix bring the back Tomb Raiders back because I'm really, really excited because right. I, you know, shame you never bought the third one, but they did bring number one and Rise the Tomb Raider. So they're all fun games to play, very action packed, great stories, and such a likable character as Lara. And then there was another one I think um, Jay just mentioned, Vampire. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't say vampire, vampire, <laughs> which is interesting. It's set in it's set in London with the Spanish plague, and you play as a vampire doctor. You know, yeah. RPG elements, and I'm like, ooh, this sounds interesting. And you sort of feed your characters with knowledge, and the more knowledge you got, the more you can unsolve stuff, and then you you have a chance to eat them if you want. But that looked really interesting, and I thought to myself, I really love that supernatural meets, you know, London culture. Yeah. So I might, I might actually dive into that one. Uh, that's a game that uh, came out on Switch uh, recently, and I was kind of jelly because I wanted to play it, but again, I kind of just migrated from the Switch to cloud gaming, so I'm glad it's in GeForce now. So it's a game that I've always, you know, I've, I've always overshadowed it with other games. Right. But right. now it's on clouds and after downloads, I can just exactly. actually just click on it. Exactly. So true. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on the GeForce Now news? I'm hoping I'm not lagging it anymore here. Uh, the, <laughs> the GeForce Now news, consistent again, coming out 
uh, as the guys have said there, if the hyperscape stuff again, they're really promoting that carry on. Uh, again, it's just the, the epic partnership is definitely getting pushed. Has Vampire been on free and epic yet? I don't think it has as yet. I I don't know. Oh. Has it been free and epic? Oh. That's a great question. I don't think so. I believe no. I paid for mine and I don't think it's been free on there yet. Okay. I think that might be coming up as a free game there. For yeah. sure. Yeah. But, but with the games, it's nice and consistent. And um, we've got the games coming back. The Subnautica games are really good fun. So uh, I, I enjoy them. I've, I've had a fair bit of them. So again, they're just, just banging the mic, being consistent. And they, they are taking it serious. They're, they're, I think we've discussed this over the last number of weeks now that they're building themselves as, as a companion service yeah. to PC users. And that's going to be their niche going forward. And yeah. you can't you can't really knock that. No. I said... They again, if they do that, I feel like they're creating a category for themselves, right? I like what Microsoft is doing. They said, hey, we're going to be a companion for people who already own an Xbox. It's just going to be pretty much you can play Xbox in the cloud. You, you know, they're not trying to do anything different. I feel like by GeForce now taking that approach, hey, you know, if you're a PC gamer and if you want to, play PC on the go in the cloud. That's what I, I like that clarity when it comes to marketing for them. So true. Good point. How about you, Chief? I know you streamed Hyperscape, right? And uh, you, you had some some thoughts about that. What's your take on the GeForce Now news this week? Yeah, I'd just like to start off first of all saying, yeah, I think GeForce Now has got its niche, right? They're not trying to take on Stadia. They're not trying to take on xCloud. Right. They are, like you say, a companion service. Play your Steam games, play the games you own, play your Epic games, play Ubisoft games on your PC, your Mac, Shield TV if you've got it, or mobile. Great. Or, or Chromecast now. I keep forgetting. Sorry, Chromebooks. <laughs> I keep forgetting they've got Chromebook support now. Um, so I, I'm a PC gamer, so being able to just play those games without having to go and download them and obviously maintain them all the time is very useful. Right. Hyperscape is a funny one. I think that it seems to have had its day already, and it's a real shame that Hyperscape seems to be pretty much dead in the water for me. Um, I jumped in, I was in, I played for a couple of hours, and none of my games were full. Most of my games weren't even half full. And Hyperscape is a really challenging game, so I think it has put a lot of people off. The faction war stuff makes it a lot more interesting because a lot more people can revive you, and it's like can be 50 or like five teams of 10 to 20 so it can get quite good as a battle scenario but as you said that instant kill really does kind of get you and you can just be kind of shot out of nowhere and that's it and if your old team's kind of all over the place it's just too much of a mess and i keep going back to spell break so <laughs> it's kind of a testament to hyperscape right but you got a I mean, kudos to geforce now that's how many free to play epic games now you've got fortnite Hyperscape, Spellbreak, uh, Rogue Company. Um, they just keep coming. Yeah. So hopefully one of them will stick. But I think Hyperscape is probably going to slip into the realms of other Battle Royales that disappear from the ether. There seems to be a few, obviously, Battle Royales that have stuck around for the long term. And I think a lot of newer ones are finding 
it difficult to uh, get back into that territory. As for Subnautica, that's fantastic. I saw loads of people complaining that Subnautica left. Was it last week on the 2nd? It was one of the list of games that got removed. Obviously, they managed to work that out and get that back in. And the community are really starting to show their force now, and it's really good to see. Subnautica, I think, was one of those. But Para... I've forgotten the name. Helps my name. Paranoisia? Paranoisia? Some new horror game that was just released on Steam. A bunch of the community pinged the developers and said, oh, we really want to see your game on GeForce now. And then the next day it suddenly appeared. Um, saying it was absolutely fantastic to see that developers are like, oh, okay, yeah, we can just go and tick this box and get it on GeForce now and people can go and play. So it's great that the community is making that shift and starting to get onto the publishers and get those games onto GeForce now. So it's really good to see. True, true. So... My thing with Hyperscape is is really interesting because I don't see that game being advertised and marketed as, as much. I mean, I think that might be the issue. But I, I mean, as you guys know, streaming the game by a popular YouTuber, streamer, Twitch streamer brings, you know, popularity to the game. I think that's why, you know, Fortnite is so popular. Have you guys seen any big YouTube streamer, Twitch streamer? You're playing streamer? Among Us. Everybody's playing Among Us at the moment, so pretty much all Battle Royales are dead. True. I don't know if it's all Battle Royales are dead, but it has to be fun. And what Chief was saying is the truth that Hyperscape, while a beautiful art, while a beautiful game, every time I play it, I just don't have fun. Whereas if I go to Warzone, (laughs) or even as much as I hate Fortnite, I could probably have more fun in there during some of those modes than I have in Hyperscape, unfortunately. It's just... You got to be having fun. And for streamers, if they're forcing it and not having fun, they're not going to play it because they're not going to have the audience. And I haven't seen any big streamers really get into that game. Right. No, that's a good point, Jerry. It does have to be fun. And yeah, I same thing. I tested the game out and I was like, this this seems really challenging and complicated. And yeah, it wasn't fun. So that's true. Never went back to it after that, actually. So good point. Good point. That's f- Go ahead, Holtz. Well, if it's fun, I might actually jump into spell break. When you just said it was like Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> I, I'm expecting people like shouting Kamehameha, Patronus, Wind Shrunken. So I'm thinking, right. I wonder if I should join in and see if everyone's just shouting <laughs> spell names. So, yeah. looks something fun. Yeah, that game looks like a, every every time you stream it, I'm like, dag, I won the piece of this game. It looks really. Is it free it to play awesome. as well? It is free to oh play. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. Um, it's got the freemium model, and I think that's why. There's just so many people on it because it's up to 50 players, I think, in one match. And the, I think the map size is probably verging on perfect because it kind of clumps you together in certain areas. And then with the shrinking kind of map as well, it pushes you together. So even if you do kind of go off like farming materials, it's not too long before you're kind of forced into some kind of battle definitely y'all are making me having to having checked this game out after this podcast man for sure it <laughs> looks good it looks good all right so that's all we have for the gfus now news me personally i haven't played any of this game like i said i've been on stadium mainly for this week um but yeah i'm excited to try some of these games out especially i know spell break is old news but i do want to try that game out in the gfus 
who am I kidding? I've been playing Rogue Company and G4. I always play that game. But apart from that, though, haven't really played anything much that came this week. Um, so we're going to move along. And again, people in the panel, if there's something I'm missing or if there's something you guys want to talk about, just feel free to jump in. But we're going to move into the Google Stadium news. Um, as you guys know, not a lot for Stadium this week, but a pretty big game launched this week. And again, we did a cover bit of this of this game, but that game is Baldur's Gate 3. And with it, you know, it brought the crowd choice or crowd play or whatever, however the hell you say that feature, right? It brought that. And so I just want to know for the people on this panel, have you guys played Baldur's Gate 3? If so, how has the experience been? Is this a game that you guys are excited to get into, even though it's early access? So to get started, Holtz, what's your take on Baldur's Gate 3 releasing on Google Stadia for this Well, one? I said at first that I was not going to touch because early access, because I knew you know, early access comes with certain flaws and stuff like that. But I was watching um, Dr. Spaceman and Race 3473 play, and they said, jump on, jump in. And I was like, nah, it's early access. I don't like playing early access. So I said, okay, I'll give panel choice. Roll the dice, and if you hit it even, I'll pay for the game. Mm. So they rolled the dice. I got a six, that's it even, so I jumped in. I was like, okay, I'm in. You know, and so when I was trying to request access, it was going to be frustrating because they need to have a player first on their party to be free, so an, an NPC, mm. before I could actually take over that character. But when I got in, it was actually quite funny to play with a group of people and just like, what what will we do? Should we, what options should we pick? And the battle system was very enjoyable. But then the problem that I encountered was, for some strange reason, it's never happened on the Chromecast Ultra, but my screen was stretched by one inch each side, only on this game. So I missed a little bit of the mini-map. I missed a little bit of the spells at the bottom. So I couldn't actually see what I was actually doing. But if that's fixed next time I put it on or... It sort of resolves itself. Then I can actually see myself really enjoying this game. Cool, cool. You know, there's only the only little bit of saw. Like you know, seeing some vampires talk about certain story elements and stuff like that. It seemed really well, you know, set. Yeah. So. Awesome. Good. Good. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on Baldur's Gate Three for Stadia? It's a good get for Stadia. It is work. <laughs> I have not picked it up because I'm not buying an early access game when it's first early access where there's still so many things going. I'm not it's taking that risk and I don't want to get sucked sucked the whole way into it yeah. uh, to uh, then not be able to finish it. However, uh, I have been watching some streams and I would recommend people, I know this is big Stadia crowd choice and it's working on Stadia well, go watch some streams on Twitch. And you'll go, okay, Stadia is maybe a little bit behind here because the crowd choice is there. And if you're actually watching on Twitch as well, you can actually go into each of the people's characters and see what all gear and all stuff is where. It is it's maybe a generation or two ahead of what is on Stadia. So it is just something to keep an eye on going forward to see how much Stadia is going to be pushing this crowd choice going forward because they have a fair bit of work to do in that regard. But it is really good that Stadia has got this game and it's brilliant that the crowd choice is working and it's working well in it. But uh, I would, again, I would just recommend people have a quick look at the Twitch streams off it. Cool, cool. Yeah. I guess I didn't ask you, Holtz, but Duncan, I want to hear from you too. What's your take on this being early access and costing $60? 
Do you feel like... Well, no, I think if, if they wanted people to test the game and test the certain flaws and issues, they should have reduced the price a little bit, I should say. They should have sort of dangled it to maybe $40 and said, okay, only for early access people, and then coming soon, we'll have the full flight game with all the you know necessary stuff added to it. So I think it was bad that it was full price myself. And if if the if the panel now actually said, come and join us, I probably wouldn't have paid it myself. <laughs> okay. It's just that I had a group of people that was very interested to test it out. So. Right. Right. How about yeah, you, Duncan? I, I, I'm similar here. If I'm going to buy an early access game, I'm not buying an early access game at full price. It would have to be slightly cheaper. I have picked up early access games before. As I don't really like buying early access games, but they have to be priced accordingly. So uh, was it £50, $60 for an early access? I am not touching it. Yeah. Especially the first iteration of it, where you know it's going to be buggy as hell, and it has got bugs in it, and there some of them are quite fun. How about you, uh, Chief? You kind of did a gameplay vid on it. What's what's your take on this game? Uh, do you and the price point of it? It looks nice. And then more. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very pretty game. Um, I'd rather play chess. It's a very slow-paced game. I thought, you know, I played some other clicked, uh, you know, turn-based systems in the past, and you know, quite recently played Dungeon and Hull. But so, going from that really comedic kind of fun, quick turn-based scenario to Baldur's Gate three kind of turn-based, I found it quite laborious. It was really slow. The mechanism for aiming was really clunky the amount of times i missed just because i didn't quite lift up the cursor enough to touch the player in the square was just really frustrating so i'm hoping they get those sorted and to be a horrible downer i just don't get this crowd choice stuff it, it was made such a big deal and i think boulders gate 3 was such a bad implementation of it i've seen both sides of it it's not really crowd choice. It's a, a vote on what you might want to pick. And I don't really see that as crowd choice. They don't actually pick anything for you. They just vote. And the voting system is spamming chat. Great. Hmm. You can rig it so easily by just spamming an option in chat to weigh an option. I think that's not a great way to promote chat and interaction in games, in my opinion. Feel free to... Correct me here. Have you seen the implementation in Death by Chocolate? Yeah, so that I think is a little bit more interesting. But again, with the matches being so rigged for killers, so if they choose to make you a killer, you're going to be waiting 10 minutes for a match. Great, thanks, guys. <laughs> you're going to sit and watch a waiting screen for the next 10 minutes. Yeah, I like how the text box comes up uh, for the killer one, the yes, no, the, that seems to be working a hell of a lot better instead of having to have the numbers in, because when you get to the second part mm. where you choose what character, yeah, I completely agree with the spamming. Uh, I do like the way uh, the, the killer or survivor, yes, no, bag, yeah. that works really well. That's what I kind of expected it to be um, going forwards, but again, you know, watching some of the streams, and you just spam the chat, and then they can say, oh, don't care, I'm just going to pick number three. So, so what's really the point? It's just people saying what they think that they should pick. And that, to me, is not really crowd choice. So, uh, 
no. Otherwise, it looks great, but not the game for me. So I'm glad I didn't pay for it, and I certainly wouldn't have paid fifty quid for it. So, so I think yeah. Charles has uh, a correction for you over there. Oh yeah. Um, I I've been calling it death by chocolate for months now, and that, that name has stuck. And Holtz will back me up in this. <laughs> I I was I was sitting there for I didn't even want to correct him. Can I be in this chat? And I'm like, oh, death by chocolate. Am I missing something here? But I was like, hmm, yeah, I'm not arguing. It's hilarious. Okay, it's actually dead by daylight as well, not death by. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's because it's because I kept on getting it mixed up, so we just made a death by chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so we got death by chocolate. We've chocolate. got um, we've got a few ones, and we spell break spell browns and oh, yeah. uh, one. Uh, hyper hyperspace hyperspace. Yeah, <laughs> just come here, and we'll give you guys the greatest detail and information in the name of games. That's what we do best on this podcast. But chief, would you pay sixty dollars for this game? No. Okay. Okay. What's a good price point? What do you think a fair price point would be? Bro. Oh shoot! Wow, that's tough, man. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> if it came on pro, I might give it another game, but I'm not oh, paying my. fifty pounds for wow. it. No chance. Wow. I but I remember a few you. months ago, a few months yeah. ago, people was expecting Baldur's Gate to be on pro. I think a lot of people was expecting it. Like, I don't know where the rumor came from, yeah. but we. I was actually expecting when it dropped at fifty pounds. I was like, no, <laughs> no way. So, how would they justify it for PC then if they put it on Pro for you know Stadia? You know what I'm saying? The how that wouldn't be well, fair. What good, better way to pull a load of PC game is anyway. Epic, exactly. Epic, epic, epic free game. <laughs> I mean, they did it with uh, Civilite. What's that game? Troy. Total War. Yeah, Rome. Troy, uh, yeah, War. Troy. Yeah. Whichever one it was, right? Marketing Stadia. Hey, True. make it a free epic game and we get it on GeForce now. There you go. There you go. Jerry, what's your take on, on this game though? Did you did you get did you play it? Are you thinking about again if you haven't yet? No. No, not at all. Because of all the reasons everybody mentioned here, I was really apprehensive about this. And same as everybody else, I thought early access meant like Xbox game preview where you pay like half the price of the game to get in early and help them test it. And it's full price for the people, other people when it comes out. So maybe $29.99 for me or max 39, but probably not even that high. I like how Xbox did their pricing before on the game preview games. I'm not going to spend 60 bucks. And then I watched it streamed. I watched crowd choice. I watched other reviews. I watched other people talking about it. And I was just, there was nothing there to hype me up to even want to go try it. And Chief's explanation of the gameplay, nothing else really needs to be said. For me, it's not <laughs> going to be something, especially for 60 bucks. For 30, I'd have bought it, did a video, maybe streamed it once and been done with it, but not for 60 bucks and especially not at early access. It's just not something I'm interested in getting into. So this is, again, that heavy hitter that Stadia has been kind of advertising First was Serious Sam and this, right? So I guess my next question to the people in this panel, again, do you think that Google is making the right investment when it comes to bringing games on the platform to showcase what Stadia is all about? Uh, we had this game. Again, we had, um, what's the other? Orc Must Die 3, right? That's the other game that they 
highlighted as a showcase for Stadia. But what's your take on these games that they're getting to highlight some of Google Stadia's features and put Google Stadia on the map? Do you, again, feel like they're making a good investment? We to get, keep, go ahead, uh, Jerry. We, we keep, um, they keep using what we've been calling double A games to show off features right. and to, to to promote things, and we said the same thing about Serious Sam. It wasn't a triple A game. It does have a cult following, but it's more of a double A. It's a you know above probably a lot of independent games. But to be honest, a lot of the independent games, indie games, are more fun to play than Serious Sam Four. Yeah. So it's all about what we're talking about too, with with something being fun. So I'll give Stadia plenty of credit that they are at least upping their game. And I know you were saying earlier things are starting to look better. Yeah. But I want to see them bring a lot of really good features and stuff to AAA games. And I think a lot of it is patience because we know this fall Stadia is getting a lot of AAA games, yeah. and they're going to start getting more in the future. So even though we'll still have plenty of things to complain about for sure. Um, I think that within a few more months, the conversation can get better. But at the same time, my faith is a little shaken in what Stadia is going to do with these titles, how well they're going to run. Uh, what are yep. they going to look like? Are they going to be 30 or 60 FPS? There's a lot of questions yet to be answered with all these AAA games coming. And it seems like every time we talk about games with new features and stuff, they're not even really a AAA game to get a lot of players on. So, True, true. Oh, so what's your take on these games that Stadia's bringing to highlight Stadia? Uh, of course, I think Baldur's Gate 3 was a great choice, but of course they shouldn't have put it on early access. Just giving us the right to play broken games or something like that, it just sort of puts us down a little peg. But I've been really enjoying the games that Stadia has been bringing, and the yeah. features that I've been playing, I really enjoyed it in the crew, and I really enjoyed features in right. Division 2, and I enjoyed it in sort of, um, I don't know what it was, Tom Clancy Ghost Recon. Yeah. No, I've I've seen I've seen loads of features that I've enjoyed and all game, them games I've owned. So they've made me buy it and I've enjoyed them. So I think they are making good choices. It's just sometimes we do actually want to see them really, really, really big games with something awesome. Like if they said crowd choice in the likes of, I don't know, Cyberpunk, we would all be like, wow, that'd be amazing. That'd be dope. Hmm. And like Chief's saying, though, crowd choice, like what they pick, you must do, not you yeah. can choose to do. Crowd yeah. choice should be they actually make you do it. And yeah, I thought streamer, crowd choice. Yeah. yeah. I thought that's what it done. I thought it actually made the decision for you once it got right. the poll results. Right. I mean, they can easily implement that, right? I mean, it's just, yeah, they can implement it. As Duncan it. pointed out, that's what you get a, a yes note where you get a, a two box. Uh, killer or survivor for the crowd choice on dead by daylight so and then it it chooses that for them so that's the way that we'd expect it to work not spam one two three or four in chat to rig a poll and then the guy go no i'm gonna pick this one yeah. Just seems Agreed. poorly Agreed. done, in my opinion. Duncan, what's your take on, on these games that Stadia is bringing to highlight? Okay, I'm going to. You're going to everybody's going to be shocked here. I think. I think I'm going to agree with Holtz here, and I think they're picking the right games, but they need to be picking more games. <laughs> The games they're picking uh, have been good games, in my opinion. The Baldur's Gate 3 is a winner, and we're actually seeing that on the launch night when that big uh, YouTuber picked it up, and he said, this isn't working on Steam here. I can't download it. Bang, straight into St- uh, Stadia. Download it, and he's now a Stadia convert. It's p- the, the games they're picking have a cult following, but the, the, that's the thing. They're just a cult sort of following. They're not yeah. really... 
come here, grab you by the Henry Halls and really pulling you in, go bringing everybody in. And that's that's the problem at the moment. I have said this for a long time. It's not about getting all the games in Stadia. It's getting the right games on Stadia. Uh, if you want to implement uh, all these features, there's games out there which would be easy wins. Go for the crowd choice. One the game I want on Stadia with that is Slay the Spire. Boom, you've got your card choices. Tell them which cards I have to pick up. It's just silly games like that, which you've got followings as well. They, they really need to start making a splash. And I... And as Jerry said there, I am getting concerned. Uh, we're, we're getting these big games coming next month uh, or at the end of this month, and we do not have a scooby-doo on what, how they're going to perform, especially uh, with the new uh, consoles on the horizon. How is Watch Dogs Legions going to perform in Stadia? Is it going to be 4K 60, or is it going to be maybe... 4K-ish, but 30 FPS when all the, the new consoles are going to be pushing uh, everything under the sun with their ray tracing and all this sort of carry-on. Stadia could look like a second-class citizen even more this time next month. Okay. So, from what I'm hearing, you guys are saying, uh, even even with the, we know AAA games that come in like Legions and Valhalla, are you guys concerned? Sometimes here in the panel, you guys might be concerned about how it will actually perform in Stadia. Well, I think they've set themselves up with Baldur's Gate three. I think this might have been almost their last test before the big, the big three come. Should we say the big three AAA games that are coming in a month? And they they managed to convert a couple of people with the quick download, install, play. You know. People couldn't download it, or you know, I can't remember how big the download was, but it was quite a big download. Uh, so if you uh, if you haven't got a great internet connection, you're going to be waiting a couple of hours because they didn't let you preload. And you know, Steam crashed, I think, because everybody was trying to download it. So for them to hop on Stadia, that was a huge win. Well done. That's exactly the type of marketing that they should be doing, and that might put people in the mindset for things like Cyberpunk and Watch Dogs Legion, where they're going to be. 60 to 90 gig downloads but i know you play generally lets you preload i don't know what they're going to be doing for cd project rad so and that could help convert people but i'm with duncan they need to bring the right games that these cult followings are great but they need to get some of the free to plays on they need to get you know, if they got spell break on there or road company or fortnite or apex you know one of those Yep. They're going to pull a huge crowd instantly. Yeah. But at the moment, it just... I know that they're doing what they can. Mm -hmm. As far as performance goes for the AAAs, I am concerned because Cyberpunk, Legion, GeForce Now, RTX, Day One. Cyberpunk's delayed on Stadia, we know that. We think we're getting Watch Dogs Legion Day One, but still, right, Duncan says, definitely are. But... Whereas ray tracing, we know it's got ray tracing, but Stadia's been very quiet on that front. So it's going to be very interesting to see. And I was really hoping for some kind of Uplay Plus announcement on Stadia that we're still waiting for, promised this year. Legions and Valhalla, I'm not going to buy them on Stadia when Uplay Plus is supposed to be coming and I can play them on Shadow, Maximum Settings, or GeForce Now under my Uplay Plus subscription. So... 
I really think that they should sort that out before those games release. Yeah, I mean, good good point. I I think personally, uh, Duncan, you hit it right in the head. These are decent games, and again, I'm I'm glad that uh, Stadia is working on bringing these games again. Huge cult fo- following, and I think. That's why, you know, the invest in it or must die again has a huge cult following. Um, Baldur's Gate, huge money too. My thing though is I, I hope they're not paying a lot of money for it, right? So Chief, I think you're right on. They can go ahead and bring those other games, those free-to-play games like Fortnite. My thing is I hope they're being wise with their expense. I hope they're not paying like millions of dollars to get these games as like highlight games while they can be investing it in other games that I think will bring more exposure to Google Stadia. But overall, not bad games, but it'll be good to see them be aggressive. I mean, doing stuff like Microsoft did with Bethesda games, you know, being that aggressive to get some pretty killer AAA games on Google Stadia is just my take on it for sure. Uh, Anyone else want to add to that before we move well, into? I'm really happy because I've already pre-ordered the Mortals, and I'm I've, I'm already decided Stadia is going to be my way for Valhalla and Watch Dogs, and I will give them a little pass, you know, up to 4K, so close to as possible, close to 4K as much as you can get, and I believe they're going to hit 60 FPS. And with me, I think comparing it to the consoles, I can let it slide a little bit because it's over the internet, but I do actually do believe that these games are only going to run on 4K. 30 fps on consoles or you can sort of have an upscaled option on consoles and have a higher frame rate so i'm sort of i think the console is going to do exactly what state is going to do in performance and graphics this fall for these games i think it'll be really cool to chief when you or jerry when you whoever does the comparison for these games about holland stadium geforce now I cannot wait to see right which one plays it better that's I why think... me and chief want you play we can't yes. buy yes. all these in games, the, but you know we're going to have to because we have yeah. to see, and we're all concerned well, about their performance. Yeah. With me, with me, um, th- these three games are probably going to set me back 180, and they're probably <laughs> going to set me at the same 180 hours. So I don't have time to jump into Uplay's back catalog. So just just having these three games now is what I actually want from Uplay at the moment. So I'm happy just to invest in that money, and then worry about when Uplay is coming out maybe next fall. Yeah. I was excited for I was excited for it, but now because it doesn't look like it's coming out anytime soon. I don't care for the back catalog. There is enough you play games on Stadia yeah. now. Another game to warrant the twelve ninety nine a month subscription in my for, book. So the yeah. fact that there's two bigger games coming as well, I I'd still pay it. You know, another game that people are forgetting, and I keep forgetting about this game is Immortals Phoenix Rising. That's another game, right? That would be on Uplay Plus. I mean, they got Ubisoft has a lot of great like titles coming right now. And yeah, if Uplay Plus comes to Stadia this fall, be a thin of beauty. I hope, fingers crossed, that it is a thin this fall. But cool. So Destiny, guys, is uh, is is was on Stadia's Newsweek this week, right? A new event. Uh, Festival of the Dawn, I believe it's every year they do this. It's kind of like a Halloween theme where the tower is all decked out. I used to be huge in Destiny, so I used to look forward to this event. But just want to know, um, I know Chief is pointing to Duncan down there. I know you are 
into destiny but <laughs> it's way uh but yeah just for a- anyone excited about this i mean for it to make their highlight uh Newsweek this week shows that you know the stadium team is kind of pumped for this. But anyone gonna get on Destiny to play this new um, event going on? How about you, uh, Chief? What's your take on this? Uh, I keep forgetting about Destiny until I want to do a cross-platform comparison against everything because what's probably one of the only games is pretty much everywhere. So it's a great comparison game. Um, I did put a ton of hours into it. I put 40, 50 hours into it initially. Destiny, um, it was free. Destiny, man. Yeah, it's, which is still, like you say, a small dent. Yeah. But there's just so many games that are too long running for me to be able to invest in right now. And especially with Legion uh, and Cyberpunk coming later, that my my time is reserved. On that and spell break i can just hop into for a quick couple of games destiny 2 needs more investment and i haven't got the time to invest in it at the moment so i missed the last event uh, i might hop in to see what this event looks like but i don't really have the time for it at the moment but it's great that destiny 2 is still getting new content and it's still got quite a good player base so it's good to see that that's still continuing okay Cool, cool. Duncan, what's your take on this event coming and stadia highlighting it? Uh, just before we talk about that, we haven't really got much to say. Uh, I forgot to mention during the Watchdogs, we got it confirmed that uh, Watchdogs, the complete edition, is coming to stadia as well later this year as part of the season pass. It's not coming same day as other platforms, but it is going to be coming. So that's another game, and I'll be another game for you play plus. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, with uh, Destiny 2, uh, yeah, I play Destiny 2. I just log into Destiny and just go around shooting people. That is all I do in Destiny. If I just want a game to just go around, chill out to, it is go in there and play a strike or two. I've started picking up my Halloween candy, so I don't know what I'm going to be doing with that because... Uh, it, it needs to completely look like I haven't got Scooby-Doo when I'm doing in Destiny. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be spending some time and seeing what I have to do to spend this candy on to see if I get any funky gear. Cool, cool. Jerry, what's your take on this uh, Destiny event coming to Stadia and the Stadia team highlighting it? Well, it's it's actually good because it's one of the few games that I'll play on Stadia from time to time because of cross-save. So even though I still complain about the player base because it has cross-save, that's fine for me. I can jump on and play it, and it works really well. I wish there was more cross-buy when you got the expansions and stuff like that, but, you know, yeah, you still got to buy it for for both. So I've bought the expansion for Stadia and for PC and for Xbox So because I, I play it everywhere. But it's just convenient to be able to to do that. So I think it's, it's uh, really good. I've got hundreds of hours in Destiny, D1 and D2 loads loads of time uh but i don't have the time anymore (laughs) like i used to to jump in and if if you're gonna i used to say if you don't have six hours straight don't turn on destiny because that's you're not going to get anything done you're not going to get the weapons you want you're certainly not going to get the armors you want you're not going to get anything done unless you're on there literally all day all night um but it is a lot of fun and i'm glad that they that they use the news and use the festival event as some kind of news for the platform, kind of like GeForce Now did with Hyperscape Season 2, right. Apex Legends Crossplay. Um, so, yeah, for me, Destiny and Division 2, probably two of the best games for me on Stadia to play. They run the best, look the best, and they have all the cross features that make them work well. So those are the two games I actually probably do play the most on that platform. 
I just hearing you say that, Jerry, I'm thinking like, uh, again, uh, trying to figure out why they're highlighting this, right? You know, you see what Microsoft is doing with trying to get Destiny, like Xbox or xCloud to be the destination for Destiny 2. I wonder, again, you know, Stadia started off with Pro getting Destiny. I wonder if they're trying to like, you know, just say, hey, don't forget about Destiny still here on Stadia, even though Microsoft is making that push for it to come, you know, under the Xbox family umbrella. Um, but yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting. Well, um, they're making that push, too, because the Series X and S are going to have some serious graphical upgrades coming yeah, to Destiny. And that's, that's one of the big uh, pushes for Microsoft on that. I believe PC will be getting those upgrades as well. So yeah. it's going to definitely be a different looking game on next gen consoles and PCs yeah. here soon. True. Well, it's, what's your take, man? I already thought it was Halloween themed with all the ghosts and wizards that were already in the game. Mm-hmm. So that's me thinking, oh. But anyway, on a serious note, I've got Beyond Light already pre ordered. And I've got a little bit of few shadow keep missions to do. So I'll happily jump in for this festival and actually sort of grind a little bit before the new one comes out. So I'm happy to see the push because it'll convince me to jump in it. Cool, cool. Chief, did we get to you? I did we get to you in this? Yeah, right? Destiny. Yeah, it's that really. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so Age is saying once Destiny gets you hooked, you have to such a time sink. I love it, though. Agreed, man. I used I invested a lot of hours into this game for sure. And, yeah, it's it's a good franchise, a good game. But, again, you definitely have to have the time if you want to really. I wish they would bring back the SRL Racing League. That was oh, actually that was, one of my favorite things in yeah. D1. It came out around Christmas, and I could not stop playing yeah. The, yeah. the Racing League. It was great. Yeah. I, I, Rainbow Six does this too, where I guess like this is the thing, but they bring events and take it out. I just wish they'll leave the events that they bring, you know, because people enjoy it for a few, you know, months or weeks and then it's gone. It's gone. All right. So that's all we have for Stadia this week. Again, if I'm missing something, forgetting some, uh, something, people in the panel, just let me know. Yeah. There was some, Big-ish news for Stadia iOS lovers. Um, the Stadium app, uh, we've, we've got videos up, both uh, CGX and Jerry, of how to play Stadia on your iPhone mm-hmm. uh, until it gets removed, which might happen. Pretty However, what is exceptionally cool is the fact that it didn't work fantastically. The home screen wasn't in the right aspect ratio and the Stadia controller didn't really work. Any Bluetooth controllers work until a Google Stadia developer tweeted or started following the Stadium app developer. And today, all of a sudden, Stadia is in the correct aspect ratio and the wireless controller now works. Interesting. Now, the app hasn't been updated. So, kudos Google. Because they've obviously Naughty. been keeping an eye on this. And nice. some developer just made, you know, made a couple of tweaks and just made it a whole lot better. So nice. there is a way to play Google Stadia on your iPhone with the Stadia wireless controller. So do check it out. So we were going to kind of talk about this a little more in the Microsoft um, xCloud news. But you guys see Microsoft has officially confirmed that they're working on this coming to iOS sometime next year uh do you feel like stadia is gonna do the same thing i guess let's just open this was not in the notes this is just me um you know 
improvising talking about but do you think stadia just hearing what you said chief is going to be you know getting that treatment as well yeah well the app developer has been kind of blocked by apple for the last two or three days now they won't push his next update through it's been escalated up the review train um so something's going on either google are blocking it or apple are trying to stamp it out or something's going on but this tweak that I just mentioned that Stadia have done means that they have confirmed that it works on their end and they are happy with something working on their end. So I think Duncan said it in one of the tweets earlier, um, and I think we've been saying it in the forums and stuff, we expect either a Chrome update or a Safari update coming soon or them to just lift that kind of ban on what devices what screens can play it um so that google stadia would officially support either safari or you know get, play it through chrome i think the this app developer has inadvertently saved google a whole ton of r&d and red tape and it's kind of opened the door for a way for them to do it so i think google will jump on this i hope so I, I actually so. felt bad making that video because I'm thinking the more people talk about this, the more Apple's going to pull. Like I, I said it in my yeah. video too. You may yeah. be watching this video and go to get the app and it's gone. Yeah. And sorry if that happens because I thoroughly expect Apple to pull this app completely. Yeah. But it, but I think uh, Stadia will bring it to Chrome. I don't think it'll be in Safari, but I think it'll be in the Chrome Ooh. browser and I think it'll work. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really surprised it hasn't been pulled yet, honestly speaking. Um, but yeah, I, I fear the same thing too. But I'm glad though. It seems like a lot of the people are using it and it's working pretty well for them. So good. Well, that's why I'm not getting my hopes up. And that's why I always bang on saying I want a native app. But I think we mentioned this when Luna got announced and how they got around it. They were using like a PWA, I think yeah. through podcasts we mentioned. So, and when we see them doing it, I don't know why Stadia and the X, X Cloud don't actually just follow suit and say, hey, we've breached the terms, not breached the terms, followed the terms. Here's our link, goes to our service, and we all enjoy that way. So I'm not really worried if it is a native app or not, as long as I'll be able to play it from the official sources. So just curious, we'll get to Luna in a bit, but do you feel like uh, they got some type of permission from Apple to get that going? No, it it was in the terms and conditions to say that you can actually use a progressive web app Okay. So that that's how Luna sort of looked in the terms and conditions and said, "How do we get around it?" Oh, there you yeah. go, perfect. So, so this is why they can't pull the Stadium app from the store. They might be able to delay the updates, but they can't pull it because if you look at custom browsers that can change the user agent on iOS, there is a ton of them. Some of them charge, and they have never been pulled from the App Store. And technically, you can do this, but they just didn't have the Bluetooth controller support. Well, Stadia just circumvented Bluetooth controller support because they've now got the wireless access in the progressive web app, which is not even a web app. It's just a web page with JavaScript in it. So they can do that in Chrome. They can do that in Safari quite easily. So the fact that Luna was touting it, I think, was a mistake on their part. Either Apple weren't aware of it and they're going to start trying to crack down on that side or... It's part of the Amazon special deal where they've already had the reduced rate on app store rates and in-app purchases. But that did open the doors. And you know, Boosteroid has been doing this. You can play Boosteroid in Safari with an MFI controller 
on your iPhone now and you have been able to for a long time, which is that gateway to a, a virtual machine, essentially. So I don't think Apple can do anything about it if they do it through the website. And I'm really surprised that Google didn't do this as part of an experiment like they did with Android some time ago. So hopefully this just gives them the kick to get it done. Yeah. It, that's why I'm sitting here scratching my head. The fact that no one else has thought about this or, you know, implementing this with the cloud gaming service. But I mean, shout outs to Amazon. And I think it's bold how they like highlighted that, you know, when they were presenting this or unveiling this, like this is going to run in iOS devices. Right? As far as I remember, they have already said during the presentation that they were speaking to Apple. So okay. I think they have got the green light off them as well. So okay. it's all above board, or maybe uh, not above board, but special uh, percentages, etc., with their special relationship where they work with each other. But that is purely speculation. I I would. That's you know. A, again, it's a bold move to announce that. Uh, that's what I was thinking too. Maybe they are you know talking to Apple about this and so that that would make sense to me for sure that would make sense i anyone else want to add anything to google stadia while we move on uh, i would like to congratulate them uh for uh coming off the leash a bit on social media that's what i want to say well done for actually uh coming out and tweeting and giving some banter and stuff now instead yeah. of the usual yeah. Where, was that stated that officially uh, like took a jab at um, people having to download Baldur's Gate? Was that like yeah. an official well, stated? Yeah. It started because some, I'm going to try and put it politely, moron tweeted about how they're going to have to download Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, I'm going to have to, all this hard drive space that my Google Stadia games are uh, taking up. And like Google Stadia were like, uh, what hard drive? <laughs> and then somebody else said about the um, was it something like hundred gig, Baldur's Gate three download, and they kind of like tweeted, oh, "Our heart goes out to all those that have got a download <laughs> Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> that is how you do it. That is how you do it. Good isn't job. it really interesting? Isn't it really interesting? This has only started in the last two weeks or so. That's interesting timing. Just after their nice explainer ad. So I think we've said it time and time again. Google Stadia, Google did not want to market Stadia. They were in their data entry phase. I think we can safely say they've started marketing. Good. It's about time. And so hopefully, you know, again, that video was incredible. If you guys haven't watched it yet, it does a good job explaining what Stadia is for sure. Yeah, um, I actually thought they didn't make it. <laughs> Actually, that was more of a Stadia fan. The first time I was watching, I thought it was a Stadia fan Stadia video. Fan and I, I was like, no, they, they wow, they actually made a good marketing video. Holy crap. Yeah. There was uh, something that was said about, there you go, Holtz. It, it looks like you have some some fans on here, man, about your take and input. 007 says, always love Holtz takes. He's kind of uh, my kind of gamer. Says Ben. So there you go, man. Kudos to you. It's that whole explanation. I was telling yeah. you last week. It's, it's yeah, it's addictive. <laughs> you did. Say We're that. waiting for the host channel. Where's yeah. the? You know, Where is there? Host. But it, when one compliment comes, the rest all follow, and then you get the negativity. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome, awesome. Thanks. So let's yeah, yeah. let's let's move to Luna, right? Again, uh, just another week where news has been kind of silent for Luna, and again, we're in October. Hopefully, this should be releasing sometime soon. So, just want to talk to the people in the panel and just get speculate a little bit about why you think we're not hearing anything about Luna as of late. Um, I have a theory, but I'm not going to say it yet. Just want to hear what you guys have to say about it. So, to get started, Duncan, what's your take on this? Why do you think we are not hearing anything from the Amazon team when it comes to Luna? We haven't heard anything out in the open from them, but their Twitter account is quite lively. They are tweeting away there, so they're starting to build things up like that. But they're beavering away in the background. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the the ad for their Tokyo. They are pushing majorly into Japan, and they're trying to get a lot of Japanese developers there. And they're basically giving their business model out there. So there is there is lots of things going off in the background. Why they're maybe uh, not really speaking that much, I think they're just they're just biding their time and they're ready to go. We've got something happening later this week, isn't it this week? And Prime, Prime Day is happening Prime this week, Day. so we, yep. we may hear something around there. Uh, March, he doesn't think that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I can see lots of interactions on Twitter, and uh, there, there is actually movement but there's no big massive uh singing uh singing and dancing and all that sort of carry on uh i, I think we when they go they are going to go big and they're going to come out from the traps i think this is just setting everything up getting the we're we're right now now and we're we, we are we're coming for you basically kind of like the calm before the storm Deal, yes, uh, and we also have maybe they wanted to keep their head down over the last couple of weeks because of uh, the game being uh, killed. I think that may be, uh, yeah, so uh, that may be a reason why they're being a, a, bit, a little bit calmer because we knew that was coming. But uh, I think we're, we're not too far away from them really stepping up. Cool, cool. Good points. What, how about you, Jerry? What's your take on why uh, we aren't hearing much from Amazon about Luna? Yeah, I keep hearing Luna only available in the United States. <laughs> but is it? Like, is it? Right. Uh, but no, and I think uh, it was either last week or the week before. Uh, Chief really had said it best that putting out the early access thing and saying sign up was them getting those numbers, how many people are, are interested, how, you know, how when they look, go on launch day, I'm sure they don't want an insta crash of the servers where they had literally no idea how many people to be ready sure. for and this and that. And like Duncan saying, a lot happening behind the scenes. And I have no doubt with the presentation we first saw and with the way that they're advertising Luna, how it's set up, the games that are going to be coming, the channels, not having to buy games, all this kind of stuff. Um, just like Duncan said, they're going to come out pretty big. Uh, even though they're going to be in early access, which I think is brilliant because it's what I think Stadia should have done. Yep. I said a million times, yep. be early access or be beta. If you're in the data gathering phase, fine, but don't say you're a full-fledged product yet then in that case. So I think being in early access, being ready, and I just could be wrong, could be proved really wrong here, but I think Amazon is just watching what everyone else did and they're actually planning, spending money, 
prepping and getting ready for a service that a lot of people are going to like. But we'll just have to see. I'm waiting for that email right. every single day. I'm tired <laughs> of seeing my Amazon shopping. Hey, every time I see an Amazon email, I'm like, I'm in. No, no, I'm not. Like literally every every email I see. Right, right. Hopefully we hear something soon from the Amazon team. What's your take on this, Holt? Why do you think they're so quiet? They've already announced what they have to say. And that's why I think they're being quiet because they've got nothing new to say. And, and if they actually do say something, it's just going to open to speculation. So, where Duncan just said they're going to sort of relate to Tokyo as a gamer like myself, now I'm actually starting thinking, where's my Bandai Namco? Where's my Konami? <laughs> where's my Sega? Where's my Yakuza? And I'm starting to write a list now. And I'm like, that Luna, you better deliver now. So, you know, speculations just creates hype in the community and it's unfair for Luna to actually, you know, produce these if they haven't actually got them so i think it's better just to keep quiet get your demographic in the states see how it works and then expand it to people and keep the beta for maybe a year just keep that brand and then no one can really tell you it off yeah you know i'm interested to see uh just again duncan mentioned asian japan japanese market how cool would it be if we saw like a square enix channel right from from them like how dope would that be Near the Almada, right? Final Fantasies just making their way onto Luna. I mean, that would be me. so dope. Give me a. That's yeah, what yeah. I want. Yeah, seriously. So, Chief, what's your take on this, man? Why do you think they've been so silent as of late? Uh, I said it before. You know, all hype, no action. I think they're not ready. I think they're as ready with Luna as they were Crucible. I think they think they're ready. I don't think they're going to be. Um, we heard loads of stuff about delays previously, so I was really surprised that they came out with any announcement. And I think the fact that this early access has been out for is it a couple of weeks now and still nobody, no sign of anybody getting access, I think that's just a tell that they're building the hype. Great. Well, well played. Get the numbers. Plan it. But I think they've probably learned their lesson from Crucible that they need to get those numbers and do a lot more number crunching and do a lot more planning. So I don't think we're going to see it for a good few weeks yet. And I don't think we're going to see it outside of the US this year, personally. So I'd be like to be proved wrong. It looks like a great model, but it also looks like the GeForce Now model. It looks like it's targeted at PC gamers. It doesn't look like it's targeted at real console gamers. So... I'll be very intrigued to see, you know, with these channels, you know, what games, what kind of channels that they do spring up. But, you know, it seems like it's more of a G4 now competitor than other stuff at the moment. So I want to see where they position themselves. And most of all, I want to see how it performs. Because if it's just virtual machines, because it's on the AWS infrastructure, great. It's a great PC gameplay system. But, how well that performs in comparison to fully integrated systems is yet to tell. So I think they're quiet because they're really not ready. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. That is so interesting just hearing what Duncan have to say about them. Like, again, the calm before the storm and you saying, like, you know, you feel like they're not ready. It's going to be interesting to see, right, how they come out, right? If they come out strong, like, all right, this is what we've been working on, bam, like, this is a dope product, here's what it's all about, and give it to us hard, of they come out, and they're still really, really, like, in early beta phase, and 
you know, a lot of this stuff is broken and not working. Um, hopefully, hopefully they've learned a lot. Here's the thing though. Like my, my take with this whole situation is like, they, they really don't need to push. Right. I mean, why, if they, to me, why say you're going to come out this year if you're not ready? I mean, Stadia is not like gaining tremendous market share right now. X Cloud is X Cloud. You know, I, again, think that they're truly competing because they have different um, kind of models, right? So it makes no sense for them. I don't think they're threatened enough to just, you know, release a product. That's not ready. So I think they might be ready uh, to to come. I think they've been testing this. I think they've been gathering information based on what their competitors are doing. And hopefully, that's my hope, that they launch with a product that is better than hopefully what Stadia has put out and what xCloud has put out as well. That's my hope. Fingers crossed. But that's my... I agree with you there. But I think the fact that Crucible has been canned and that New World has been delayed to next year tells me that they are porting or doing something with New World to put it on Luna or make it work better on Luna. So the fact that that's been pushed back to early next year would tell me that Luna is not going to be ready either until closer to that time. So I'd be happy to see Luna this side of the new year, but I personally don't think that that's going to happen. So... I think they're building the hype because they wanted to get their name out there. They don't want to be forgotten. You know, they've got all this bad news. So I think that that's coming, and I really hope that we see it soon. Sorry, the little one just came. Hold on one second. Hold on. Uh, and to answer, we've got uh tz reactor crucible can't be compared to the lunar service uh if you follow amazon games you would know that crucible as well as new world was built on probably the backbone of what aws uh well what luna is going to be built off the lumberjack service the aws infrastructures all the rest of it so the fact that that was probably one of their tests just tells that things aren't ready true sorry about that the kiddo came in here wanting to sing happy birthday while well, my birthday was yes anyway uh keep keep going <laughs> sorry about that but yeah i i do think um everyone has interesting thoughts and things to say about luna but we'll wait and see the year is almost done so hopefully we'll hear more about luna um coming pretty soon Again, kind of bummed out that people who are not um, outside of the States won't get to experience the service, but hopefully they gather all the information that they need to make this available ASAP to other countries for sure. All right, cool. That's all we have for Luna again. Not a lot of news here, um, but again, it's pretty cool just hearing what you guys are saying in the comments. That's why we're trying to bring it into uh, the the podcast and to the stream, you guys have a lot to say about that stuff. So, but we're gonna keep keep moving uh, to the next segment. So, so you guys know um, something that I've been kind of hoping for is X Cloud coming to PC, and 
it's been rumors that when it is available, it's going to be 1080p. And you guys have heard me complain a lot about the 720p resolution and how that's not an enjoyable experience. But recently, Microsoft, uh, Phil Spencer, has confirmed on Twitter that Pete is being worked on for PC. And hopefully we should be seeing this soon. Right. So just want to know for the people in the panel, what's your take on xCloud officially being confirmed that it's coming to PC from uh, Phil Spencer? So to get started with this, Duncan, what's your take on this? Uh, not surprising because we've known about it for a while now, <laughs> since uh, April, May time. Uh, it was Windows Central had that big piece and uh, they were talking about it. It's good to hear from the big man himself saying it's coming. The The questions about it is, is it going to get the bump? Is it going to go up to 1080 at least, if not higher, with uh, it going to Series X next year to 4K? That is my only concerns about Game Pass and PC, uh, is what resolution it's going to be. Mobile phones, 720p is absolutely dead on. It's it's not it's not a big issue, but going on to the PC and you I mean, I'm assuming you'll be able to get it on other stuff as well, it is going to start to be a bit uh, more noticeable. So uh that is my my concerns about it. But I think it, this this isn't shocking news, especially with the with I'm also saying he's going to put it to iOS. So uh, we're gonna see it in a browser, do you think? I'm just putting it out there for people. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm happy that it's, uh, that it's coming. I'm assuming that that because I would know there's a load of people who want to actually play it on the PC. Yeah, true, true. It'd be great. Again, I'm one of those people. Definitely bring it to PC ASAP. Jerry, what's your take on this? Um, yeah, it is something that we've known about for a while, but um, definitely waiting for it to come to PC because laptops. And that's that's going to mm. be a big area for for that, and that's going to be I've probably four or five laptops around that I'll be wanting to mess around with XCloud on there, and it, and it's going to come to the consoles, uh, Series S, Series X, and a lot of people are like, well, why would you want to stream XCloud when you could because you could try a game before True. downloading it, and there if you, you really like it and want to play it with ray tracing and ultra settings, you'll download it, or you could stream 1080p 60 just to get a feel for the game right away. Um, so I, I think that's an, another really good option for them. So PC, Xbox, it's coming. I'm sure it's going to be 1080p, 60. I don't think you'll see that 1440p or 4K until next year when they start rolling out the Series X blades. Right. Uh, but that's okay. A GeForce now at 1080p, 60, even on my 1440p monitor, still does a great job. And Microsoft could do something with upscaling as well. It's it's not as talked about, but there's a lot because the AI upscaling from the NVIDIA Shield with xCloud at 720p, looks surprisingly good on a 65-inch 4K TV. I was yeah. really surprised to see what that box could do, what the AI could do with 720p, taking it up to 4K. Of course, it doesn't look like native, but it looked really good. So they could always implement something like that in the meantime, but I don't even think they need to. 1080p, 60 PC consoles is coming soon, along with the uh, that feature to stream from your console to your iPhone through the native app, uh, being your own xCloud. And that's something they had promised two years ago at an A3 is that your Xbox will become your own little xCloud server and you'll be able to do that as well. Absolutely free. You'll never have to pay for that. And uh, so, you know, if you're home and wife wants the TV or, you know, you're running down to the park or something like that, your Xbox will fire up, 
stream that game to you. The light won't even come on. Nobody will even know you have it on. It'll be in a lower power mode, and then it'll it'll finish shutting down when you're done. I think it's just another really good feature for people yeah. as well, and it's just going to be free, so your own free cop gaming right there. True, true. I think you're for the PlayStation had something similar called Remote Play, and I do have yeah. to say I. And I've tried that for, we actually did a video on it. It wasn't that great of an experience. I, I think it's great, again, what Microsoft is doing really well is offering options for every type of Xbox gamers. But I think it's a good option, like you were saying, Jerry, when the wife is watching TV, it's a good way to just, you know, on the DL, turn on the Xbox and play. I just hope they, you know, up, I don't know what they can do to make the performance better. Um, but when yeah. I tried it, it was. You'll be using current gen, right? This will be on Series yeah. S or X. Right. So that, that will help. Of course, your upload speeds are going to take that into effect because you're your own server at that point. Yeah. Um, but I've used the current system on a lot of laptops where I'll sit at the couch while she's watching something and I'll stream my Xbox to my, to my laptop. That's been a feature for many years uh, from your Xbox. And that's always worked really good for me. So if they can pull that off in a, in a similar way, I think it'll be a, a neat feature for people. Cool. Cool. Holtz, what's your take on this? Of course, I welcome it. I welcome for the people that are happy with the 720 or 1080. But for me, like I've mentioned previously, I need the, the new games that I'm looking forward to to be the best available. So especially when I think of PC, I'm thinking, well, why can't I have whatever my specs can run it on? Or if I wanted to download it, or if I turned it on a PC by going, well, I don't want to turn on a device that's supposed to be unlimited potential with a great internet speed and all this and then still be capped at 1080. I yeah. still don't want. I still don't want that. So, and plus, of course, I don't want to turn a big, huge. Well, my PC is quite big for the form factor. I don't want to turn that on just to play 1080 or 720. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather just stick to sort of the mobile game and if I have to on a tablet, laptop, or phone. Yeah, until they actually sort of increase it. True, true. Good points, Chief. What's your take on this? Yeah, I think it's needed. I mean, even just from the demo point of view, just to be able to play. Try a game, see if you like it. If you do, download it. Great. Or even better, you know, with a console or PC, play it while you're downloading it. You know, yeah. If you've got enough bandwidth for it, why not? I think it's a great way. Oh, it's going to take an hour to download. Great. I can get a couple of levels done in that time. And then once it's done, yeah. you know, up your res. And then having your, your private streaming, again, I think the Series S or X will make that a lot better. But as long as that's, like Holt said, not capped at 1080, because... If you download the 4K game and then stream it to your phone at 1080, you're going to be a bit annoyed or, you know, another PC or laptop. And I think that's where they need to really kind of concentrate. Uh, as Duncan said, 720 on most mobiles looks fine. It plays okay. But then when you put it alongside something like GeForce Now or Stadia, which is even only 1080, the yeah. difference is huge. You know, Stadia, you know, playing Doom Eternal on Android, as I showed in the video, Sadie's only out in 1080 or possibly even 720 on mobile, but the contrast difference and the quality difference just on a mobile screen was yeah. absolutely huge. Yeah. So if they want to push that as a feature, then they do need to up that quality somehow. So even if they kept 720, that quality needs to be improved. So maybe it's just a bit rate issue. Yeah. Or maybe it's just that slight bump to 1080 that made that huge difference. So right. I really hope that we get that soon. And, you know, and then pushing for iOS, I think it's just them, again, trying to put their games everywhere. 
Well, but I do feel like Xbox would be on the back foot there because they don't have any web apps. They don't have any sites that are kind of geared towards that. I think Stadia has the huge advantage there to be able to get there first. And you know, Luna making everybody aware of it. They really should capitalize on that. And I hope that they do. Otherwise, Microsoft's got the software teams. They could probably throw something together within a month and get something up there. Still streaming the 720, but hey, it's on iOS. So yeah. screw everybody else. Yeah, I was gonna, that was gonna be the next segment. Uh, but since you started, Chief, we can hop right into it with also, right? Not only do we hear that this is coming to PC, but we heard that it's gonna be coming to iOS 2021 as well, which we kind of discussed on here just a little earlier with Luna. But um, what's your take on this, Holtz? Are you, are you, surprised are you happy that uh xcloud is officially coming to ios well as an ipad user of course i'm excited to see it's come to ios i just want all cloud services to come and it's really paid me here and what apple's had to say the last what, two three months but now i've actually heard that it's coming i'm really excited and I, and I actually once again with the resolution and hdr i want it to be up to what my display can actually handle so whatever device i've got run it at that setting that's all i want Right, and and because and, I believe if it comes to my tablet, I can take my tablet in a bag quite easy, light, portable, with the Xbox controller. I think I'd be quite happy with that. Five G. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I'll be all. Cool, cool. That's something Jared, Shadow is really yeah. good at: native resolution of your yes. device. That's oh, and when goodness. the whole said that, that's the first thing I thought of when I play Shadow oh. on my iPhone. It spells out my exact yeah. resolution of the screen yeah. I'm on. So as we know, we all use Shadow. I use Shadow for my um, Game Pass at the moment. And if they can actually bring it, it's just one less cost I actually need because I only use Shadow for to access these cloud clients. Right. So. Same. Same. True. Good point at that. Uh, Jerry, what's tell tell us more about your take with this come to iOS. Yeah, I mean, being one of the few iPhone users here, it's definitely something more exciting for me because I'm always complaining I can't do very much cloud gaming on Apple, but people are finding a way around it, right? Stadium has been working good, and now it works even better. I've actually been playing a good amount of Stadia that way on my phone. It's really really cool. That's why I keep... That's where Holtz comes in and says, I want it natively because we want to know that we love something that's not leaving tomorrow. Yeah. But then, like Chief said, it is hard for them to get rid of something like that. But it does feel better when it's native from the company, even if it's in the browser. So giving me xCloud in a browser, even if it has to be the Edge browser on my iPhone, I'm completely down for it. I'll open it up and play. Same thing for Stadia. If it has to be on the Google Chrome browser, fine. I'll open up Google Chrome to play Stadia. That's fine with me. It shouldn't be because my understanding is those browsers are the same code or whatever. So we should be fine. Um, but I wouldn't care, even if it even if it worked that way. If if Apple can block them off from being on Safari, that's really not an issue for me. I'm just excited to see the companies bring them to iPhone in a native way that I'll be able to play them all there. And that that's really cool to me to see the companies not giving up on the gamers and trying to find a way to bring those services to us anyways. True. Because even though I'm going to buy the next iPhone, I'm really pissed at you, Apple. <laughs> I just can't share you with my wallet because I'm stuck with you. <laughs> You know, I'm interested to see, like, seriously, how many people are considering switching carriers because of cloud gaming, you know. I don't, I don't think cloud gaming has that big of an impact yet. Doesn't have the cloud but, yet, yeah. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, two or three years down the line, like, how much of a factor is this going to be when it comes to, like, purchasing decision for, like, smartphones and tablets. So. 
said I was originally tempted to switch because of cloud gaming. And then Apple came out with the one subscription and reminded me how much stuff I actually have and use on Apple because it's a great service. Yeah. And then I thought, how much do I actually play games on my phone? I went, oh, yeah, I don't. So actually, yeah. it makes no sense for me to switch just to play cloud gaming because I would do it, not be able to use any of the services that I've been using for the last however many years, and then I wouldn't be playing any games anyway. So for Maybe me... we had the same conversation with ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, I probably will stick, um, but it would be nice to have the option to play, and that's what the Stadium app does right now. It gives you the option to be able to play that. Uh and I've, I have done it a couple of times. It's great, especially when my PC or Mac's like tied up doing rendering because it pretty much renders my computer useless. Um, so just to be able to open your phone and have a quick game, it is quite useful. Yeah. Yeah. What's your take on this, Duncan? Hallelujah. Finally, we're getting there. Uh, here's, here's a question for you. We know that the Apple event is next week. Do we see any cloud gaming services turn up at it? I think there's one which may turn up, which would have a greater. I think Amazon could be a, could be an interesting one who could turn up there because you know they like demo one products there because of the yeah. relationship. I'm just putting this out for a bit of fun. Or would we see uh, more of a big push towards the Apple Arcade? It's, uh, I think, again, we're in a lovely sort of uh, uh, position where everything is coming all at once. Where we're, I don't think we're going to ever see like something like this in gaming again, where we've got everything, everything combining it in the space of about three or four weeks. It's just absolutely mental. Yeah, October's nuts. What did they say? Techtober. Techtober. Yeah. Sure. But no, good point, because actually something that you did see with Samsung, they actually made a space to introduce xCloud. And then you see Google do that at their event with Stadia. So who knows? Maybe, you know, there's some type of partnership to where um, they're going to. Sorry, where they're going to make a little segment to display Luna, and maybe that's why they've been so quiet for so long. But yeah, yeah. good take. It wouldn't be though. the first time that Microsoft or Google turned up at an Apple event either. So you can't rule any of them out, really, at this that stage. That is true. That is true. I agree. I agree. All right. So that is all that we have for. I, I just wanted to say, um, anyone that actually partners with Apple is going to be huge because. Apple's not very innovative. I don't find them very innovative because I think other companies do it before them. But because they're Apple, they go, look, we've brought out something similar and everyone goes crazy for it. So I think if they go, look, we've brought cloud gaming or we've partnered with someone, I think the amount of fan base will actually go, wow, cloud gaming's amazing if Apple promote it. Well, the thing with Apple is they're not always first, but a lot of the times they are better. So it's not that it's fanboys, it's just that they take the time, they refine, and yeah, usually it's late, but generally it's a more rounded product and just higher quality. So that's the reason why I've ended up going with Apple for quite a lot of services, music um, and video especially, because the quality is there and the tie into the architecture is there and the ecosystem just, you know, 
it's smooth. So those transitions, and I think they're becoming more of a service architecture and the one subscription just pushes that more. So I think there will be a big play for Apple Arcade because that's becoming part of the subscription because nobody really wants to buy it separately. So just give it a value add with everything else, right. which is a great thing to do. So I'm really hoping that we do see the likes of Google with the, yay, let's, here's the browser. The browser's open. You can now play Stadia and Luna in your browser. I think that would be sure. a great thing for iPhone. But who knows? We could be in for a big surprise. So this uh, kind of popped up and I kind of want to highlight it because I think money speaks for Apple and you're saying you don't see why they would promote it. I think personally, you know, of Amazon, we know they have the, the, the cash. If they're paying Apple, you know, again, uh, we talked about this in one of the podcasts, whoever who gets an Apple's device is going to pretty much, you know, make out big so if they are paying to get you know apple to push their product i i think it's a win-win solution for the both of them because amazon is going to pay apple and then apple is going to push lunas i i would say if anything that would be the reason why they would promote luna but we'll have to wait and see but again i think it's a good point um for us to look forward to this apple event right so Cool, cool. Anything else with Luna? I don't think uh, there's much to cover. I do. We're kind of close in time. It's crazy because I didn't think we would have a lot to talk about, but apparently we do. But let's move on to the next segment, which is the PlayStation Now. Um, It's crazy because this is one of the first times we're actually taking time to cover PlayStation Now. And that is because things are happening for Sony and the PlayStation now. So in October, there's some pretty decent games released to the platform. And this made me go back and actually test this platform out. So those games of Medieval, Days Gone, and Friday the 13th. And I've spent some time, did a video on uh, Days Gone. And I have to tell you guys, I was really impressed by the performance. It looked good. It felt good. And so I, I would go as far as to say my experience with PlayStation Now was actually better than my experience with uh, xCloud. Um, and, you know, like, I, I want to know, right, imagine if Sony really took cloud gaming seriously, bringing all the first-party exclusives. So something else to mention, Days Gone is going to be leaving January 4th, 2021 imagine if sony did what microsoft is doing by bringing all the first party exclusives to the playstation out platform i think this would be a game changer for playstation yes they can improve by updating their infrastructure but again it's dear and i feel like they only have a little to do to make this platform competitive so i just want to talk to the people on the panel what's your take on the playstation news and do you guys think the playstation now at this current state is decent enough to compete with stadia and xcloud and if not what upgrade would sony have to make to be competitive so to get started jerry what's your take on this yeah, this is a good conversation for PlayStation, and we've had this before. And 
I think that the the only real changes they would have to make, um, and we talk about resolution all the time, but you're right. 720p 30 on PS Now sometimes is actually better than some of the other services, even sometimes running at a higher resolution. It's right. it's really interesting. So you're right. It doesn't feel like they would have to do a lot to get us up to 1080p 60, 1440p, whatever the case may be. Um, exclusives leaving the service for me is a no-no. Yeah. The um, you know Microsoft has kind of set the precedence with Game Pass that yeah we get games that come and go but not exclusives yeah. they will stay there and now that's yeah. going to include Bethesda and, and so on as those get added which means Doom Eternal is yeah. not going anywhere right. um, so things like that so they need to just lock down to where exclusives don't leave I want to see them day one they can rotate third party games and then work on the streaming resolution quality from there and that would pretty much make them competitive enough for now. And uh, I've said before, if they start dropping all their exclusives, PS5, the next God of War, Ragnarok, all of that day one on PS Now and just increase the service a little bit, I would be willing to pay probably double what I pay now if I knew they weren't leaving. I'm still mad. I got halfway through Spider-Man, yes. went back on to play, and it was gone because I forgot it was leaving. Like, it's your exclusive. It's your biggest exclusive. Yes. They had more PS Now signups when Spider-Man came yeah. than they had in a long time. I had so many friends that never had a PlayStation. They're playing yeah. Spider-Man on their PC, and then it was gone before they beat it. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff with exclusives. I just they got to fix that. True. Agreed. 100% on what you and... And my save's not even going to carry forward to my PS5 for Spider-Man. They already confirmed that. So when I start playing the remastered original, my save's gone anyway. i got to start over. So, like, what is that? That sucks. Xbox (laughs) doesn't do that to you. I still have Xbox saves and 360 saves and everything else that that carry forward. So So true. So true. Uh, Hold so let's get your take on this. I was very upset with um, PlayStation Plus because I was watching a PlayStation event with Chief and it got announced that they're bringing a PlayStation plus was playstation plus now collection yeah. and yeah. i remember thinking to myself only if them games bloodborne uncharted last of us spider-man um you know persona 5 and all that came to playstation now and they marked it like that by saying okay you can download them but just have yeah. a little quick look on playstation plus yeah. and place um, playstation now it would have been huge but yeah. they didn't they pushed the narrative towards buy a playstation 5 and download all these legacy games like God of War on your PlayStation 5. Yeah. So part of me is like, hmm, now they've actually done that. They're pushing the PlayStation 5 and they're not going to really focus. Because if that was me, I would have had PlayStation 5 titles on PlayStation 5 and then all PlayStation 4 and previous all on PlayStation now. Now, And yeah. push that as the back catalogue. That's what I would have done and that's what I was hopefully to see. Yeah. And because they haven't done that, it makes me have no hope for how they're going to go forward. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And of I, course, I'm the same games like, sorry, Ratchet and Clank and, and Spider-Man that gets getting removed. And you think, like just Jerry just said, why are they removing the first party yeah. titles from the library? Right. I mean, we sometimes give Stadia a lot of, you know, crap. But realistically, Sony just right now, it's not making sense. I mean, again, I tested this platform. It's decent enough. Like you guys have stated, all they have to do is just bring the first party studios games on there and leave it on there. And they can easily, easily compete. But they are choosing not to, which is insane. But Duncan, what's your take on oh go ahead, hold. But the best thing is about like we see games like the Order eighteen eighty six. And yeah. I think that was an amazing game. And right. I think a lot of people just you know 
pushed it away and moved forward. But if you can bring Sony exclusives back onto the platform and just say, look, you don't have to download it. It's cheap to play. Just try it. It actually might put more spark into re-bringing back these um, titles. Or, you know, the studios get more interest and create something new. So I think with them just actually pushing it, they just become forgotten all these hidden gems. Right. I mean, Killzone Shadowfall launched uh, with the PlayStation 4, and, you know, Guerrilla Games moved sorry, moved over to work on um, the Horizon Zero Dawn franchise. That game was brilliant, and not a lot of people, you know, got to experience that. It would be really cool if they say, hey, you know, check this out. It's an old game that people have forgotten. Check it out on PlayStation now, right? That would be really dope, but again... Just another missed opportunity. Duncan, what's your take on this? Oh, it's all good, Tom. It's, uh, it's uh, PlayStation uh, are not trying to be Xbox, and they're they're trying to be more like Nintendo, uh, where their prize processions yeah. are treated like that, and they don't want to uh, just chuck them out there. And so that they lose their value, they're trying to go for the long term sort of route because you know Nintendo games never really go down in price. I think they're trying to do that with PlayStation as well. So they're trying to keep their uh, stars uh, still stars and not muddy the water. Uh, the word around the campfire, and uh, from what I'm hearing and uh, things, is that. PlayStation now may be introducing what uh, Jerry brought up during the Xbox talk, uh, that you may be able to demo games Mm. uh, before you play them. Though just like you could start streaming them to see what what the crack is before you actually get the full ones down. So that that's going to again that is not confirmed. That is just I've seen a number of reports about that in funny places, uh, which maybe can like or sort of maybe leaked out. But for PlayStation I it's it, it is a bit of a mess. I I could argue that PlayStation I probably has better games on it than Game Pass. You may not agree because the games are always subjective. But but I, I'm just interested to see how it's going to evolve going into the next gen because they're not just sitting there and just it's, it's not just going to sit there. It's, it's something will have to happen. It's just uh, just to compete. I, I believe that what they should be doing, that if they're putting on their old back catalogue, they should just stay. They should not be going away. If they're wanting uh, Days Gone to be on it, like which is on it now, that should be just stick. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't come off. Uh, and I think that's the way they should be doing it. Yeah. Hopefully, again, they learn from um, all this. But I think uh, what you mentioned about like Sony trying to be like Nintendo holding the exclusive as like pride possession. I I hope, right, with what Microsoft is doing with Game Pass, that this is a wake-up call to both Sony and Nintendo of how to do this better. Because again, miss opportunity. And yeah, speaking about Nintendo, they don't even have a cloud game. Anyway, Chief, what's your take on, on, on this with Sony and News for games for October. Yeah, don't mention the Nintendo Digital <laughs> Store. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think PlayStation is... They're going the exclusive market, and I think they're going to 
exclusively put them into a corner. Uh, they're going to find it very hard to dig themselves out of uh, in a year's time if they don't think about things. Uh, as Holt said, we were watching the PlayStation event or the Sony event, right. waiting for some kind of PlayStation Now announcement. And then they went, the PlayStation <laughs> Plus collection. Yeah. And we're like, what? Hang on, you've gone backwards here. You've taken your PlayStation collection or PlayStation Plus that you've got now. Right and made it worse uh, it just didn't seem to make any sense and this segregation of playstation plus and playstation now has never kind of sat right with me either i don't understand why they've got two different products that are doing very similar things like those older games why don't you want to just stream them why do you still want to you know, especially on a playstation 4 take up that really valuable hard drive space with these really old games that you might just want to try so i think that they should have rolled that into PlayStation now. And the whole first-party exclusive, I think, they are, they're too precious over them. I think that is it. They're too precious. Everything we've seen, all their marketing, exclusive this, console exclusive that, timed exclusive for this game, exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. They only care about this niche little market over in the APAC region. And that's their target market. And that's what they're sticking to. They feel that, Japan and a few other APAC regions are too scared of cloud right now. So they think we're just going to cater for them. They're our main market, digital, digital, hard copy sales, you know, disc sales. That's what they're concentrating on this cloud thing. Oh, you know, we've done it for a couple of years and it's not been that successful. So we're just going to concentrate on hardware sales. And I think they're going to put themselves in a corner. Like I said, I really hoped the PS Now would get better. When I did play it, I got introduced to Control thanks to PlayStation Now because it was a timed exclusive on PlayStation Now. And I had a play, and I ended up buying it on GeForce Now so that I could actually play it through in RTX and not 720, really poor stream. So looking at your Days Gone video, the stream definitely has got a lot better. Yeah. So hopefully they have done something with that technology. Right. And it doesn't seem like it would be a huge jump to make that available a bit broader and even up that resolution to 1080. Yeah. It's clearly a choice that they've made yeah. that they do not want to concentrate on the streaming side. They right. are concentrating on the physical and digital media. Right. And that is a little bit annoying because obviously we see everybody going the other way, play our games anywhere. Mm-hmm. No stream it download it play it just buy our games play them whereas sony is saying well you have to buy our playstation 5 console to enjoy these games and it just seems a bit odd yeah you know i wonder if it's like uh you know country differences right you look at amazon you look at google you look at microsoft these are all american companies and pretty much they're like we're putting everything in the cloud and then you look at nintendo you look at sony which are japanese companies i feel like they're still stuck in the traditional way so maybe in japan this is you know the way to do things but if they want to expand i i'm telling you guys i think that microsoft is gonna give sony a run for your money comes this generation and not only this generation, but the future of gaming to come because of the moves that they're making right now. So this might just be like a cultural thing to where again, the Japanese market is just 
you know, comfortable with just, again, doing things the traditional route, creating a console and great exclusive to back it up. But the future of gaming is in the cloud. And I think, again, at the end, it's going to come back to bite them, just like you were saying, Chief. Um, yeah, anyone else want to add anything to that? If not, uh, I think we're going to take questions because there are no, not any news for Shadow or Max settings. All I can say for Shadow is just a lot of shake up right now. Just a lot of different moves happening. Uh, new people getting hired, several people leaving. Shake up in, in uh, Shadow. I was going to ask Mark to speak a little about that, but of course it's not here. But again, just want to inform you guys that again, new CEO, things are happening for Shadow. Hopefully that is for the best to where, again, we can see them reopen their orders and people can now be able to get access to Shadow. But we'll see how that all plays out. But any questions you guys have, just again, ask away. And um, we'll just sit here and kind of just communicate with ourselves and wait for y'all's questions. Um, so as we're doing that, I'm just going to check in. I like to do this just to check in with you guys to see as the questions come in. Where are you guys at with who do you have, again, killing it right now in the cloud gaming space? Um, before we do any questions, Chief, that you see that we can tackle, if not, we'll just check in with you guys and who's killing it right now. Let me know. All right, Holtz, who do you think is killing it right now in the cloud gaming space? Well, at the moment, for me, it's got to be Stage at the moment because this next month, for me, or the next following months, all my games are going to be on that platform. And I've yeah. chose that because the highest resolution and the, the type of games that I'm really interested in. So for me, I'm not really going to look at other platforms now unless they actually, like, if Luna hurries up and says, UK release, UK Plus is coming straight away, or I don't know. The consoles actually do something big, but at the moment, they haven't announced nothing that really interests me. So, Stadia is the way I'm going forward for the next few months. Nice. Nice. Stadia again, they're doing some good work again, even though this was a slow news week, I think, overall. Of course, there's going to be a time where I'm going to enjoy these games, I'm going to push forward, and then there's going to be something where Xbox goes, we've upgraded um, our X Cloud, we've brought Halo, and there's going to be a time where I'm going to switch and say, ooh. Microsoft's got me with these yeah. exclusives, and then Sony's going to have me with Ratchet and Clank, and it's yeah. just going to be going to just be too much everywhere. But at the yeah. moment, Stadia, yeah. just like media cons- consumption, think about like your Netflix, your Hulu, your HBO. I mean, when Game of Thrones is on, Netflix is mm. you know really not important anymore. But then Game of Thrones ends, and then you pick up Stranger Things and Netflix. I feel like that's how cloud gaming is. You know, you have options. There's going to be a game that comes up you're like all right i'm going to dish this platform and mm-hmm. focus on this and then that gets old and then something new is cool to have but of course i'm screaming i'm watching these trailers and i'm screaming because i actually want to see the stadia logo on final fantasy 16 i actually want to see i don't know the sky six come to geforce now and of course i'm not the, i'm not the, i'm not the marketing company and i know they're going to have these partnerships in a yeah. year or two year but i'm selfish i want them to be released now so i can sort of get my six months going yeah. forward yeah i think wasn't final fantasy the new one confirmed to become to pc as well right pc and playstation okay. yes 
So we got Shadow at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but see, that's the reason. Imagine it comes out well before the new tiers come out. I don't want to be stuck on boost. True. You know what I mean? I, I want to play <laughs> this game. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Any uh any questions? We're just gonna go around so if we don't have any questions. Uh Jerry, what's your take on this man? Uh, who um, do you who do you have killing it right now? I think we all agree Stadia has the best streaming tech. It's just hands down. Is it because it is 4K, HDR, all that stuff. Nobody's really touching it. And Xbox with Game Pass has the best value. But one company puts those together, we have a winner. But GeForce Now, for me, is the best as far as cloud goes, especially if you've got something like a Shield TV Pro with the new AI upscaling they're doing in GeForce Now. I don't know if anybody else has tried that, yeah. but I'm just loving playing games on my TV with that. Yeah. It's insane. It looks better, runs better than my, than my One X most of the time because I'm getting that PC version. And the eye upscaling is really good. So there's no HDR. But for me, just, just looking at cloud gaming, I'd have to say GeForce now. When it comes to gaming in total, I think Microsoft's doing an amazing job. Nice, nice. And Duncan, who, who's killing it for you right now? Yeah, you're, you're look, if you're going short term, uh, if you're looking at this moment, right this second, it would be Stadia. However, uh, Bigger picture, it's Xbox. It's that's where that's where we are at the moment. It's they are well out in front, uh, because they have got. It's what I always say. It comes back to the content. Content will when as what what you were saying with the HBO or Netflix. If stadiums only really having yeah. the same thing as what Xbox is going to have, they're not going to have the. Xbox is going to have the exclusives to pull you in uh, to, to subscribe to them. But again, I think we'll have to get out from this mindset about uh, which one's going to win, which one's not going to, which one's going to lose, and which one's going to be forgotten about. We're, we're going to just flip between all of them, yeah. depending on what we bring going forward. And I think that's what we'll have to we have to think of uh, go, going back to what Holtz was saying about the logos and logo gates and such like uh, may have been missed this week but Luna got its first logo uh, on the Watch Dogs Legion's trailer it was there at the bottom so I think we are a bit a bit closer for it coming out than people realise because they're actually advertising on Watch Dogs so I forgot to, I forgot to add that bit in there Good point. Good point. Steady currently, but future X Cloud or Xbox. Cool. So we have a question by Age. Did any of you guys have on live? I really, I think you meant. I, I don't know if you mean hated it at the time, but you said rated it at the time. Great. That means good. Go ahead. Yeah, right. You really rated it. It was really good for us. Okay. It was way ahead of its time. Yeah. Uh, sure. Especially as most of us didn't have the internet speed to actually take advantage of on live properly it was, it was 56k right modem i mean uh dial it wasn't cable yeah. right no it was i i, I oh, used cable for it i yeah. i i was on i was on about 50 or 100 meg at that Ooh. time go virgin yeah so if you were in if you had cable in your area then you might have been lucky enough to be able to use it but it was it was too ahead of its time, unfortunately, yeah. because it needed that bandwidth. And the masses did not have that bandwidth. As you said, a lot of people were still on dial-up at that <laughs> yeah. time. So it was not a great experience for quite a lot of people. 
Now, my friend, he took the mick out of me with on live. I never playing on live, and I was going, "Don't worry, the games will come. Look at this. Look at this grid. It's amazing. Look." No, and he was going, yeah, "It's not better than PC. I'm going, but it will be soon. Soon it will be, and the games will be coming." And each each month, he was like, "Where's them games?" And slowly, it just went. So yeah, I, well, I'm like, it's ahead of its time, but yeah. no one supported it as much. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. It just reminds me of um, the 100 meg broadband scenario. I can't remember the company, but they actually started in my local area and they were digging up all the roads to put down the world's first 100 meg lines. And then they went bust halfway through. <laughs> My friend used to drive me crazy at the time because he used to have the best monitor, the best keyboard and mouse, good setup, but never have, he would never have the best broadband. And I'm like, hey, this is the future. I'm consuming Netflix and this, 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 and gaming's going to be that way soon. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm happy with me. He's just happy. And it, I'm just shame it, it died so fast. Hold what I was going to say there. What does that sound like what you were, when you were talking about the games? Who did that sound like in modern times? We're going to get the games. We're going to get the games. Their games are coming. Their games are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Xbox users. Yeah, but all, all night for me, if you if anybody asks me what is my favourite ever platform, and I've said from the Commodore 64 up to every everybody, uh, my favourite ever platform is on live. It was just just amazing and it's it, it was it's still doing stuff with stadia <laughs> can't even do right um, which, which is the frustrating part is the really thing i want to s- strangle people with it's like come on get this going here and i i actually i'm actually i said this last time i'm actually blaming sony for that buyout and he done nothing yeah, with it if they, they just sort of put the memento behind it yeah. it would have been huge 10 yeah. years ago but he didn't yeah. he sat on it and yeah Still sitting on it. Mm, still sitting on it. So, Duncan, uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, Chief, you had a question here. Are we anywhere near 120 games yet? For what platform? Stadia? Stadia. Are we? I, no, we're 80, 90, I think. 80, so 90. Not too far. Yeah, we're, go- we're going ahead of it, I think. We're, I think we're going ahead of it. the games, which are coming, we're, we're doing the, the Assassin's Creed or the Ubisoft games and all them indies, I think we're going to we're going ahead of more. Oh, the Stadia Creators games, yeah. yeah. And then we've got three from yeah. EA. I don't know if they're all hitting this year. No, I, uh, I, I have a feeling FIFA and Madden are not going to be until next year. This year, yeah. Here's a theory. If they continue to want to one-up themselves with pro games, right? We've had 6-6, six, six, two months back-to-back. How about they go 8-8 eight, eight or 7-7, seven, seven, you know, bring us new games. I feel like if they do that for the month of November and December, that's 14 games. Just trying to think outside the box. And then just, you know, add some other games out there. We might hit 120, man. It will be Saying that we want something big to draw in the masses, we're waiting uh, for you. Papers. Why don't they just drop Legion as a pro game? Now that would be a game changer. Never had a Ubisoft game as a as the pro. pro. Game. Yep, so true. Uh, we, we already know one of the pro games for November. As far as I remember, it's one of the indie games uh, was sort of confirmed as one. We're getting one of the indie creator games. So we're getting number two, but number one is going to be like a pro game. I forget the name has just went out from my head, so we've got that. 
So I I don't see why they just don't make Sekiro a pro game. If they're making Dead by Daylight a pro game, right? They that Sekiro is what two year old game. That would be a pretty good pro game for November. My, my worry is if they put Sekiro down as a pro game, they're going to be putting it up against the Xbox Series X, and you've seen the videos out there, and they're going to be massive. Uh, comparison videos drawn with that because with the the series x without any optimization is what's really running at 60 fps out in the box so i think is it again this is what we were talking about earlier where i'm starting i'm we've got a worrying period coming up here for stadia to see where the next where, where the games are going to level out we're seeing talk on twitter of people testing the series x with 13 second load times yeah so it's going to be very interesting to see. Wow. You know, Google need to start looking at stepping it up because, yes, Legions, Cyberpunk, they're going wow. to be on those next gens. They're wow. going to be in the cloud and PCs. So all eyes are going to be on uh, us lot for the next couple of months. It's going to be quite yeah. exciting. If the experience oh. is terrible, loading wise on Stadia, you know, that's going to be a huge advantage for next gen consoles, right? And then even old gen, isn't it? It's getting a smart delivery, and that's taking advantage of the new consoles as well. So all these old games are going, why should I play them on cloud when I've already got them on old consoles and they'll go to my lovely new shiny console as well? We we know we've got Stadia's quick resume 15 minutes window, but that's only the one game, and Series X is going, wow, we can do this quick resume within 10, 20 seconds across four, five games. Yeah. So, you know... These and are the sort of features that Google needs to start taking notice of. But it's a shame because with Stadia, I've actually took a controller around to my friends, plugged it in my friends within the 15 minutes, and the game's carried on. But the only way I can do that with the Xbox Series X now is if I actually buy that expansion card. And mm. it also does like a state save, and I have to yeah. walk around my friends and plug it in. Well, you could yeah. just stream it. You could have just streamed it to theirs, can you? Turn it into a media console and stream it to your mates. Oh, yeah. It's true. True. All right, so we are we got two minutes. I don't know if we have enough time to um but I did want to give the people let's see, you have to give GeForce now credit. The service is fantastic. The time yes, I agree. Again, good way to play free games. Use the NVIDIA GeForce Now free tier. Wait for Epic to put games for free. You can play those games in GeForce Now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I had somebody at Discord earlier saying, please give me free cloud. Please give me free cloud. Oh, yeah, of course, it's looking like a spammer, right? But I just told him, like, go ahead. Go sign up for GeForce Now for free right now and yeah. start playing some free games. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. There's free cloud yeah. right there. Even Stadia, people just seem to forget that this is Stadia-based free model, too. I mean, yes, you have to buy your games, but... That's why there. it would be important to get those free-to-play games there because, again, a free entry point... For sure. To play all those free-to-plays would be great on Stadia. For sure. True, true. Um, if, sorry, if xCloud is available in next-gen consoles and allows you to... What are your thoughts on these, uh, on this? Anyone quickly? It's not going to be next-gen graphics off the bat. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Chief. The, it, this would be a great way to demo on your box, right? Or just have a game while you're waiting for it to download. So I think it will have it, but it will be more for demoing games not really uh meant for having a, a full gaming session on your series x because why would yeah. you and as no, far I'd... as next gen graphics that wouldn't be until late next year when they really get a lot of series x uh, blades out there and that's what the series s is for 
I quickly I found Moonlight out before I said, yeah, playing on my piece. Nice, nice, nice. This uh, yeah. Honestly, I, I think these hard drive ones and the SSD things are just going to be absolutely pointless going forward. As soon as the new Xbox comes out or the new PlayStation, we're going to be talking, oh my God, Steady can load up it's Destiny one second faster. Woohoo! So I, think that, I think this is just going to be absolutely. A, I don't know, them SSDs sold out, them expandable Seagate, they sold out from around my area. You know, yeah. like Curry's and Microsoft and Amazon. Let's yeah. see how good the MVME PC4 stacks up. Yeah, there was actually uh, one video that was doing that, but that was a different topic. Well, you'll find out in a month's time. Ooh, nice. Well, I have a PCIe 4.0 in my PC, and I can tell you that the ones in the consoles are even faster, and it's going to be insane, because what I can do with this one here is, is pretty nuts. That's going to be really dope. Cannot wait to see... See if it makes that much of a difference um, come. But we are currently out of time. I am getting texts from the wife. But I do want members on here to just let us know, let you guys know what they do and where you can find them. So, Holtz, t- tell these great people about your new YouTube channel. Then. So this new YouTube channel, it's coming a bit slow because in the end it's a lot of investment in the time and stuff like that. So I've just been waiting for the next-gen consoles so I can start to put my foot down in comparisons between cloud and next-gen. So it is coming slowly, but I've already got the base already set up. But part of me is like, I'll jump in and actually do some Let's Plays or sort of stream some games that I like that you would see on the Game Pass or the services that other people don't really see. So you can catch me on Cloud Gaming Club going forward. And you can see me on Holt86 on Twitter. Nice. Jerry, where can people find you and what do you do, sir? So I'm legit looking forward to Holt's channel, to be honest. Like, <laughs> And we say this every week about how he explains. I'm legit looking forward to, to to watching pretty much everything he throws out. But yeah, um, Game Tech Planet, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Find me there. I'm the only one. Hardware, cloud, reviews. It's all good. Nice, nice. Duncan, what do you do and where can people find you, sir? I, I what I do is get started on Twitter and made fun of, and after that uh, you find me at uh, Cloudy of a Chance of Games, and uh, me and Rock have started up uh, LunaCast, which is a Luna podcast, which seems yeah. to be doing pretty pretty well, and um, we're hoping that sort of takes off, and that's tomorrow at seven o'clock UK, which is two o'clock Eastern. There we go. Nice. Uh, Rock will be happy I plugged it. <laughs> so you can cast. Chief and us here. Uh, we just create videos and cloud gaming. Tomorrow, just heads up, I am going to be doing a birthday stream for two hours. So if y'all want to just come say hi, chill, definitely look forward to that. Don't know the time yet, but we'll announce it on Twitter. But appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for joining. This was some really awesome discussion amongst awesome people on this panel and something that we're going to try and do moving forward include you guys like we were doing with just interacting with you guys but again really appreciate you guys watching and we'll catch you guys next week uh same time 2 p.m west coast time and again this was fun all right fellas see y'all see you guys